السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء وخاتم النبيين نبينا محمد وآل آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بالإحسان إلى يوم الدين Today we don't want to take up a lot of your time We just wanted to sit and have a small reminder Because I've noticed that usually when we get together We get together and we talk about things that are upon khayr We talk about good things, we talk about the religion, we talk about different rulings and actions and some of the scholars and things that inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the most part are going to be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But sometimes when we find ourselves in other situations, we find that sometimes we get pulled off into other discussions. We get pulled off into talking about things that we know we have absolutely no business talking about. We talk about things that if we were with religious people or people that we deem to be religious, that we would never talk about with them, let alone in front of them. Now we're going to forget for a second that if that person that we were talking with deemed us to be religious people, they wouldn't talk about these things with us. But we're not going to talk about the way that they look at us. We need to look at the way that we see ourselves. The fact that we need to get our game straight. The fact that we need to remember that we're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're going to be held accountable for those things that we do and we say. Those things that we call each other to. Those discussions that we have amongst one another. We can't possibly believe that we should be sitting around as a bunch of brothers talking about this new sister and that new sister and this sister here and this sister here. And the sisters, they can't believe that they should be sitting around gossiping about what's going on in Falana's household. Or talking about how fine that new brother is. And things along these sorts. We as brothers can't be sitting around complaining about our wives and this one won't do this and this one won't do that and I'm getting tired of this. And the sisters can't be sitting around talking about my husband this and he's lazy and he doesn't want to do this and he doesn't want to do that. These are statements and things that are going to cause if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive us for them, they will cause Allah's anger. We need to worry about those things that we do and those things that we say. Because however we look at the situation, we need to remember that that which we say and that which we do is being witnessed. And I think this is a hard concept for a lot of us to grasp. 
even though we see these ayat and these ahadith, they are so great in number that I don't. We can't even count them. They talk about the fact that we will be held accountable for those things that we say and do. And if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wills, He will forgive us, and if He wills, He will punish us. Just like that particular ayah, the ayah we were talking about last Friday. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, مَا يَلْفِذُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ And this is Surah Al-Qaf, ayah number 18. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Not a word does he or she utter, but there is a watcher by him ready to record it. Subhanallah. Listen to that again. Not a word does he or she utter. But or accept that there is a watcher by him ready to record it. This just lets you know that there are no useless statements. This just lets you know that those things that you utter off of your tongue can come back to bite you in the leg. Don't keep thinking that you're free to do what you want and say what you want and, and call the people to, to what you want and come together upon evil and all of these things and everything's going to be alright. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded you not to be like that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set and put and made responsible for you those who record your actions and your statements. So come Yom Al-Qiyamah, you're not going to be able to deny all of those statements that you made that you know you shouldn't have been making. All of those times that you talked about that brother or that sister. All of the times that you decided that you wanted to get up and cause some harm in someone's household, start fitness, start backbiting, start slandering, start lying on your Muslim brothers and sisters. And even if it wasn't a lie, start spreading their business to people that can't be of any help, that if anything, all they can do is harm. Do you really think that your Lord doesn't know what you're doing? Do you really think that you may not have to answer for those things that you've said and done? Those fitness that you caused in other people's households, the embarrassment that you've caused these people by spreading their information and spreading their news out in the streets. No, you weren't left alone to where you could just do and say what you want to say. This is something that we have to remember. We have to be firm upon. And then come to find out, you're not even going to be able to deny it because your record is going to be given to you. All that backbiting, all that slandering, all that those false accusations that you made about the people, all of this people trying to bring you into and 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 and, and bring you on as a confidant, and you do nothing but spread their business out throughout the streets. You know the fitness that you're causing. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us here in this ayah, that regardless, all of these statements that you're making. There are watchers and recorders for them. So you're not going to be able to go Yom Al-Qiyamah and say, no, listen, that wasn't me, that was another, that was the, the other Abdul. No. 
It's going to be in your record and it's not going to be deniable. Why are you setting yourselves up for this? How are you allowing yourselves to fall into this? How are you allowing others to pull you into these conversations? As a Muslim, what we should be doing is we should be trying to stop ourselves from talking about those things that are of absolutely no benefit. We can't just be walking around with a bunch of backbiting and slandering. We can't walk around tail carrying. We shouldn't be walking around talking to women and men that we shouldn't be talking to about things that we shouldn't be talking to them about. We should only let leave off of our tongues those things that are going to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can't continue being negligent of that which our tongues are putting forth because one day, inshallah ta'ala, we'll see it. And if you want to think of something scary, think of what you've said today that you're going to have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. Now increase it. Go back a week. Can you imagine all you're going to have to answer for for the last month, two months, six months, or a year? It's time that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. It is upon us to use our tongues in ways in which it is not going to make or make us suitable for the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like we said, we see this over and over and over again in the ayat and the ahadith. And that which comes to mind is a hadith that there probably isn't any of us here in this room that haven't heard before. And this is that hadith on the authority of Abi Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, where he said that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لَيَسْمُتْ And this hadith as we know is muttafiq alayhi. And this is where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was giving advice to the Muslims, to the believers. He starts off saying, whoever believes in Allah in the last day, who is this other than the Muslim? He's speaking to you as a Muslim. He says, Man kana yu'min billahi wa yawm al-akhir falyaqul khayran Then say something good. Say a good word. Say something that is going to cause Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. Or be quiet. Don't say anything at all. And this to many of us, because of the fact that, from what I can see, all of you are people who were born and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you after that to Islam. The majority of us, we grew up with our parents as non-Muslims telling us, be good or be quiet. Say something good or don't say nothing at all. How many times have we heard that? Then we come into his lab and we hear that the best of creation said the same exact statement. This is what really gives the statement weight. Is that the fact that it came off of the tongue of the Messenger of Allah alayhi He said, then say good or be quiet. 
How many of us can say we've taken that advice up until now today? What was it that you were just now talking about a half hour ago? What was it that you were just talking about before Juwan? What were you talking about with the brothers on the phone when you were talking about before Juwan about what we were going to do today after Juwan? When you were sitting around the house talking with your wives and the sisters talking with your brothers or talking with your husbands, what is it that you guys were talking about? Was it something that's going to cause Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with you, Yom Al-Qiyamah? This speaking good that the Prophet sallallahu commanded us to do right here? Or is it something that is going to open you up to the possibility of receiving Allah's anger, Yom Al-Qiyamah? I know you have to see the hikmah or the wisdom in this statement. The Prophet وسلم, as we say, he was speaking to the Muslims. He said, Whoever believes in Allah in the last day. Then he continues on saying, and say good or don't say anything at all or be quiet. So as not to open up for yourselves. Allah's punishment, Yom Al-Qiyamah. Because yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive you, if He wills. But as well if He wants, He can punish you. So why open yourself up for that? Why open the doors for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment when all you have to do is close your mouth? People are talking about things that they don't need to be talking about. Talking about how good this sister looks or how good this brother looks. There's no need for you to put your two cents into the into the, the conversation. People are talking about what's going on in Falan's house or Falana's house. There's no need. What is the purpose of you making a statement? There isn't one. Either say something good, remind the people about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remind the people that we're going to have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those things that we say and we do. Or don't say anything at all. Subhanallah, just think about it. Think about all of the problems that this particular piece of flesh causes us. Think about all the problems that is causing us in our lives. All those things that we've said that we shouldn't have said. All of those statements and those tales that we've carried, and all the harm and the hurt that it's caused. This one little, this one piece of flesh. Know that it's caused all this harm and these problems to all of these other people, but know that it can cause twice as much harm to you. Now, this is if you don't use it in the proper fashion. Now. Just as though it can be one of the reasons which you get punished for Yom Al-Qiyam. Because of the, the different statements that we make. And the different comments that we let roll out of our mouths. And things along these sorts. We know that our tongue also can cause a lot of good if we use it for those things which are good. If we use it for those things which will cause Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us. We remind someone about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We remind someone about the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. 
that we teach people those different dua and azkar that we should be making on a regular basis. That we give that good word. That we command the good and we forbid the evil. When we use our tongue for things that are good, there will be a good outcome insha'Allah ta'ala. And we see this in the statement of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam when he said مَنْ يَدْمَنْ لِي مَا بَيْنَ لَهْيَيْهِ وَبَيْنَ رِجْلَيْهِ أَدْمَنْ لَهُ الْجَنَّةِ And this hadith is mutafiq alayhi. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever guarantees me that they control that which is between their two jawbones meaning their tongue, and that which is between his two legs, or that which is between their two legs, meaning their private parts. So the Prophet said, whoever guarantees me that they control these two things, that which is between their two jawbones and that which is between their two legs, he said that I guarantee him Jannah. Subhanallah. So this is one of the two things, your tongue, that if you control both of those things, the Prophet ﷺ guaranteed this individual Jannah. SubhanAllah. Now, no, it's not an easy job. This is why the reward is so big for it. But it's not something that's going to be impossible for you to do. We just have to remain diligent in trying to control that which comes out of our mouths. We can't just be loose-lipped, as we used to call it. But rather, we have to think about what we're going to say before we say it. We have to think about the effects of what's going to happen before we actually open our mouths. We have to think about, is it something that Allah is going to be pleased with, or is it something that Allah is going to be angered with, or about? We need to take account of those things that we let come out of our mouths. And I'm only saying this because I see that this is a problem. Everyone is getting into everyone else's business. Everyone is talking about everyone else's families and everyone else's problems. Everyone's discussing what's going on in everyone else's households. And it's causing problems. You see it. You see that this brother doesn't like this brother now because their wives are having problems because one of them was talking about the other one. You see that this sister doesn't like that brother so she's got an attitude with her husband because she doesn't think that he needs to be hanging out with brother Falan. You see that this household doesn't like this household because he feels as though the guy, the father in this particular household is not manly enough. He doesn't stand up and take responsibility and control of his household. Where is this any of our business? Why is it that we're concerning ourselves with everyone else's affairs when most of the time our affairs aren't in order? How is it that we want to sit around and judge other people in their situations? We don't sit around and we're not advising these people about what it is they're supposed to do. We don't go to them as our brother, as someone that we love. We don't go to her as our sister, as someone that we love. 
and say, well, listen, you know, maybe you could try this. No, we sit around and complain with the brothers and the sisters about them. Oh, man, did you hear about this one? Oh, man, did you hear about what happened to that one? Oh, man, she didn't. Oh, man, the brother, he's off the chain. Where is our love for one another? Where is our trying to apply the sunnah of the messenger, والسلام, when he told us to say good or be quiet? Where is our fear that we're going to have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and answer for those things that we've said? Because we believe in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this Quran and that ayah we talked about today about how there is a watcher ready to record every statement that we make. We really need to get our acts together because we're destroying this community we're destroying our households and we're setting our own selves up for destruction. So it's time that right now, today, tonight, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins. We try to make up for all the wrong and the evil that we've done. And we try to control that which rolls off of our tongues. And we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will overlook our sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for all of our past sins. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to that which is correct. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with nothing but iman. Ameen, ameen, Allahumma ameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa ashadu an la ilaha ila ant. وأستغفرك وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته